Ladies and gentlemen, good day to you. Good day to you. I'm your host, James Hicks from Hicks New Media. Welcome to another episode of Perspectives and Focus, where we highlight the people, industries, ideas, and technology that are making positive strides within society. Today's guest is Mr. Michael Soledad. Michael is a designer turned content creator that shares photos, videos, and recommendations for products that elevate your work from home experience. Michael's already cost me a lot of money. I'm just going to, I'm going to start with that right there. And then we'll go into some other things. Uh, <laughs> along with that, Michael is also the host of the syndicated podcast, Coffee with Creators, which is on constant replay. When I go to the gym, I'm, I'm constantly oh. listening to his podcast. And, but more importantly, he's a husband and he's a father. So yes. ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me welcome on my guest for the day. Mr. Michael Soledad. How are you, sir? <laughs> it's good to be here, James. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's kind of, kind like of a to... loaded question because you, you're still, you get, still have beads of sweat coming down your yeah. head right now as you yeah. shuffle so, to get back into place. For the beautiful ladies and gentlemen, um, just to give you an idea of what's, what happened in the last few minutes is that Michael has been late and <laughs> very, very ashamed about it because James just emailed me a few days ago asking if I was ready for today, making sure that everything's said and i said yes everything's perfect and then life happened so today i was running late very very sorry james but still very excited to be here so thank you for having me that was a wonderful intro by the way thank you, i feel brother. like uh, yeah i feel like uh whoever your guest was uh or is going to be felt i'm like if i were listening i'm like oh this this should be interesting i'm like oh that's me that's really cool so. listen we we bring the a game here let's go ahead and get focused right don't we, we're not messing around so but you know what e even though i appreciate you for that but I, I don't think anyone can really tell their their origin story as i say it uh, better than they can so in kind of that elevator pitch could you tell folks who michael soledad is if you don't mind absolutely so i am a graphic designer by trade for the last 15 years or so um, I stumbled upon that career because I couldn't find a job in advertising. So I took advertising when I was in college and migrated to the U.S. when I was 22. So I was born and raised in the Philippines, migrated to the U.S. when I was 22, like I said, but couldn't find a job. So graphic design kind of was my, not even my backup. At that time, I was just kind of familiar with Photoshop and learned how to design uh, or do graphic design that way. So one job led to another, basically starting from the bottom, just designing yellow pages. I know James know what yellow pages are. Some of the, right. the younger are you, audience. Are you talking about know. the old guy like that, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, I've got a, I've been around the sun a couple of extra times than you have. But yeah. Okay. I've yes. Got to come so back I on camera for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I designed ads for the yellow pages yeah. and um, that led me to another job, basically just hopping from one job to the other ultimately led me to a career in the commercial real estate space, still mm -hmm. as a graphic designer. And that's where I basically um, connected with a, a lot of different people. But throughout this 15 year um, course, I was laid off three times. And so you can imagine the, the beating that my, um, I'd, I'd say my, my, my brain suffered, my heart mm -hmm. suffered mm -hmm. from, you know, all the, this ups, ups and downs. And so I had to question, I basically was questioning myself throughout this entire time. Like, am I really fit for this role? Am I really good enough for anyone? It seems like I'm just trying to hang on by a very thin thread, not making enough to sustain myself, let alone, you know, support my family. 
And then um, after I got laid off for the third time, as I was working in the commercial real estate space, um, I managed to make a few good uh, relationships with a couple of like old clients of mine. And that led to a number of new clients, which basically snowballed into this really, um, I would say fairly successful uh, in my, at least in my own eyes, um, graphic design business as a freelancer. So that lasted for about two years and I was starting to get comfortable. And every time I feel comfortable, that's when I start to, yeah, you know, really feel like, okay, I think I need to do something else. Otherwise I'm just going to be complacent I and that. I might yeah. end up, yeah, I might end up being the same thing as I was yesterday. And then the pandemic happened, which basically erased all everything. So I had zero clients at this time. I've already started my Instagram channel or Instagram page, basically sharing pictures of my desk. Now, James, I want to tell you a really quick story because I feel like this is, uh, um, it's essential to yeah. the story of how I came like into this, this, whatever role this is that I, that I am in right now. And I started my Instagram page with the hopes of making it into a portfolio page, just like a lot of designers, what, what designers do. So I would post designs that I've done for, for past clients. Unfortunately, commercial real estate isn't really the, the most exciting when it comes to design. It's very, it's very run of the mill, regular, um, very industry standard type of uh, work, I guess, which didn't speak to a lot of people. So when clients are looking at it, they, they might be like, okay, this is pretty good. But I figured at this time, I wasn't really going to compete with the sea of designers out there. There's a lot of them. And I recognize this. I'm not the best designer out there. So instead, I decided to post a photo of my desk. This is way, way back. I only had one computer on my desk uh, and it was an empty desk, like literally just one iMac and an, a used iMac and an empty desk on a used Ikea desk. But during this time, the setup pages, like the, the whole setup um, space wasn't really a thing. And so I thought that it would be interesting for me to just document this whole process because throughout my entire career, I've always disliked working in a cubicle. I didn't like the gray walls. Gotcha. I didn't yeah. like the fact that I couldn't express myself through my environment, my immediate environment. So this was the first time that I actually got to do this as a freelancer. So I started my Instagram page, basically taking photos of my desk and anything that would, that I would add to it. So it led to like getting a new chair, getting a new shelf, getting a new light fixture, all that stuff. And then I've basically grown my Instagram to um, a decent amount of following before. And, you know, basically shortly after a lot of, um, a couple of brands started reaching out, asking if I would like to take photos of their products. And I said, sure. Now this was a very early time in the influencer space where brands would send you products for free. And then they would mm -hmm. ask you to take photos and in exchange, they would shout you out on their social media channels. And, you know, me being a smaller channel or page, I was just very excited. And then it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Um, a lot of these brands are sending me stuff. So why not take it a step further? And instead of just taking pictures of it, I shall do some quick uh, videos. So the video aspect wasn't even like this at this time, Instagram was wasn't really, wasn't really a video friendly platform. Mm. And I would just share 15 seconds of video of whatever it is. And it just felt like, um, 
after the pandemic happened and I had nothing else to do, it just felt like the best transition for me from Instagram would be to YouTube. So I started making these videos into a longer format and just published them on YouTube without any expectations at all. So I'll tell you this, James, the only reason I kept doing that over and over again was I was, I was very insistent that I will learn how to edit videos and how to write scripts. So my, my, my mentality going in was that I would keep doing this so that I can train myself. Got you. But yeah, an, an interesting happen, an interesting thing happens when you, when you go to through the process of just like repeating it, like practice, right? Is that you don't even notice it, but you grow, you get better at it you know, whatever it is that you're doing and you grow. And I think people just like that. People like to see your progress. And, you know, my follower account just started going up and eventually led me to a collaboration with a company out in Canada that wanted to promote their desk. And it's a very expensive desk, but very premium. And I'm like, you know, who am I to share whatever it is? <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, you're not no going to turn one. it down. I'm not, you're not going to, I almost, you know what? Actually, I didn't want, I was, a, I was afraid, you know, I'll tell you wow, this. I okay. was afraid. Yeah. Because it's like, like I said, who am I? I'm just some graphic designer. I used to say this too, a lot. I'm just a graphic designer. And I, I met someone who was, um, very much in the, uh, the seniority of their, 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 their career. Hmm. And they asked me, they said, why do you say that? Why do you say just a designer? Right. And I said, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not good enough. And she, she basically just told me, you know, it's good that you always feel uneasy, meaning that there is more for you to learn and more space for you to grow because that's how you grow, but you shouldn't beat yourself up for whatever role it is that you are, you're in right now. That's not just, you know, you are a graphic designer. That's fantastic. And that's amazing. Advice. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's amazing. Advice. Yeah. So. I, I don't know if that's a, that's a good summary of who I am, but in a nutshell, that's basically how I got to where I am today. No, man, appreciate that because again, I, I wanted folks to kind of get that, that backstory and folks also, even though he's got the phenomenal bokeh on the camera right now, they, they see the display of the watches. So oh, yeah. listen, Soledad <laughs> is, is no joke, folks. You, you, you're you're going to want to Google this guy and I'm going to make sure you have the links to his, his, his Instagram and his YouTube feed. But um, let's talk a little bit about that, man, again, because going through all of those, those distinct changes going from, I'm gonna call it the nine to five, go, going from kind of more of maybe those traditional roles and then being, being cut three times like that, right? I, I've been laid off myself a couple of times, uh, work, working in high tech and, and I, you know, I worked for HP for 20 years and, and twice I, I got laid off and, you know, you know, going through that can be very emotional. Right. It can be can be very uh, tiring as well on from a mental perspective. And, and I know recently in a lot of your podcast episodes, you've actually kind of pulled back the, the curtain a little bit and talked a little bit more intimately about how it affected you specifically going through some of those changes, feeling that yourself probably wasn't worthy of a of a graphics designer, dealing with kids, working, you know, all the things that the last two and a half years have, have taught us. How are you progressing to get out of that type of conversation about yourself to where I'm not good enough? Yeah, 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 we can say it. Yeah, we, we can be the, we can do the intervention and say, Michael, no, you're, you know, you're amazing. You're awesome. But what are you doing for you 
to, to tell yourself that you're actually good enough, that you actually deserve to get that desk. You actually deserve to get those, those Grove made, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have probably mentioned, mentioned a the brand there, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, to, to get all the things that, that are, that are rightfully and, and right, rightfully to be coming to you. That's a very good question, James. And I think something that I've never been asked before. So I appreciate you asking that question because I also appreciate the fact that you have been listening to the podcast and I have been a little bit more, more vulnerable in the last few episodes. No, again, listen, you, I said it, you're on repeat. When, when we get, I've got another show tonight. When I go to the gym tonight at nine o'clock, I will be listening. We'll talk about that later. Go, go ahead. But you, yeah, you're, I don't even listen to my stuff first. I listen to your. <laughs> I, I appreciate listen, that. I listen to you, Melanie, Diana, Howe, and then, then me. So go ahead. No. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of, um, it's so funny that I can't really, I've never been asked this question before. Let's put it that way. So it's, it's, it's taking me a moment to really think about how I've addressed this, this issue that I've had. And to be honest with you, the only thing that I've had to do was to slow down which is almost counterintuitive for me because I'm the type of person who is always out for looking for progress, looking for growth, almost obsessively. And I think that it, that was the reason that led me, that basically drove me to this state where I'm just like so mentally drained and tired. So I had this, this incident happen to me in the begin, beginning of the year when I said, I'm going to make a video on YouTube every week for four weeks. So just a month straight, right? And whatever happens, rain or shine, I'm going to make that video. But, you know, the designer in me, the, my personal um, standards for myself is very high. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I wasn't satisfied with just a simple script, a simple this and that. I really wanted to make it as good as I could make it, given the time, the constraints and all that. Um, I managed to push out the four content that I, I've been meaning to, and that includes um, Instagram and every, everywhere else. However, the quality did suffer, but I was just like, you know, at least I did it. And mm. so I thought it was fine until I started to get more projects. And then I was just like, every single time I think of these projects, I get nervous and anxious. And I'm like, I'm like sweating. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And I started to notice that my brain was kind of like shutting down. It was just not liking anything, anything, not, no conversation, no scheduling, okay. no planning or anything. And I had a conversation with my brother because he's gone through something similar through a different incident in his life um, way before. And he basically just had a mental breakdown. Mm. And so I talked to him and he's like, you know, you need to slow down a little bit. And I said, okay, well, um, what do I do? And that's, that's the thing. Like when you tell me to slow down, I right. get nervous even more. Cause yeah, it's like, why? when you're a driver, driver already. Yes. Right. And when you're yeah. already type, type, what, whatever personality, right. H how do you tell someone to press the pause button a little bit? Interesting. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And I've trained my, my brain so much to, to work through the difficult moments, hmm. the difficult time. And I've convinced myself that it's bad to stop. So mm -hmm. I was forced to stop because of this, this condition. And we, and then we all got sick. My family got sick. Um, you know what, you know how it is when kids yeah. get sick, you get sick and everyone that's gets true. sick. That's true, man. Yeah. So for the, le for the le next week, I basically stayed away from work and yeah. I noticed that my mental state have 
improved. And so a week after I started or I tried working again, but then my body and my mind just reacted the same way. It just didn't like it. And I didn't know what to do. So I took, basically, I just slowed everything down. I said, okay, you have to convince yourself that the world will move on regardless of whether you're, you're putting out content or not. It's your, your own personal thing that's, that's bothering you. So I forced myself to move away from work for a little bit, take a break and not feel that, um, you know what FOMO is, right? It's the, yeah. the fear of, fear of, of missing, missing out. out. Right. Yeah. And you know, it was, I was experiencing that major, you know, in a major way. And so I said, everything's going to be fine. You are going to be fine. And so I did that. And I, what I did was I basically tried to make every moment in my day a little bit more intentional from uh, going to sleep a little bit earlier because before it's like, okay, I have a little bit of time. What can I do with my time? Yeah. I would work, I would write, I would take pictures, whatever it is. How about not doing any of that? <laughs> So I'm like, wait, that's feel, that feels very uncomfortable, but it was essential. It was yeah. essential. And with this, my, I forced myself to slow down, really assess things and think and take myself a little bit more, not seriously, but take my health, uh, into consideration with every movement and with everything that I did, because what am I, how good am I to my family if I'm sick? If I'm not well, if I'm not able to do or be the best that I can be at that moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I may be working, but if what ends up at the end of the day is a shell of a man that used to be a dad and a husband. Keep talking. Keep talking. And it, then it doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter. So um, with this, with this um, little, um, I'd say little adventure that I've gone through. Um, this came a lot of, as you continue to call it, this experience. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, came a lot of clarity. And so to answer your question earlier, how do you convince yourself that you're good enough? This actually came about on a different podcast just recently that I had with, with someone else. And they asked me something similar, but in a way that basically is that they're facing that, right? They're facing mm -hmm. that issue. They're, they're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I don't know what to do. Like, why should I share this content when someone else is doing it uh, much better than I am or have done it way before I, you know, me. And I said, well, you have to consider the fact that they are like your content when you're, when you're creating it, you're always thinking about explaining it to like the expert, right? You're, you're trying to imagine that the, the viewers will be experts already. No, you just have to remember that you're speaking to people just a few chapters behind you. <laughs> and that's all it is. It's, it's like your kids approaching you and saying, hey, dad, you know, how do I do this? And yeah. you tell them and they're, they're looking at you not because they think you're the world's expert in whatever subject matter that is. They just know you've gone through it already. So you know what to do. Yeah. So when you create the content, when you share whatever it is that you want to share, you're not talking to the experts. You're talking to people, and there's and trust me, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that are a few chapters behind you. That's all it is. And even for me, if I think of like the people that I admire the most, I bet you if I ask them the same question, they'll be like, I'm just a few steps ahead of you. That's all it is. And so you think that I'm the expert, but really I just have a little bit more experience. And so when you look at things that way, you realize that everyone has something to share yeah. because we all have different audiences. 
And we're not catering to the, to the experts. We're not trying to, we, we get so much into our heads that we need to be like them or better than them. Now you just need to be better than yourself. And that's all it is. And you will have that audience that will look up to you because they can relate with you in some way, maybe your background, your morals, the way you speak, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and that's all you need. Like you just need to be you and share whatever it is that you, you know, you currently know that's good enough. Like literally that is good enough. You have an audience. So, um, that's how it, I would answer that question. I hope I, I, I hope I did answer that question. Listen, you know what, if, if there is no other definition of perspective and focus, there, there you go right there. Right. So shouts out, I appreciate that. And, and I want to say shouts out to the folks in the comments. Joshua, I'm, I'm going to get to your comment in a second. Sammy, good to see you, brother. Always, always good to see you. Let me, let me ask you this because you kind of touched on something and I wanted to say it before I forgot. Um, working, the delineation between work and just, I don't want to say just, but, but taking photos, doing, doing video, doing content, because that's, that's really, before it was work, that was your passion right? Or, or one of your passions. So it wasn't necessarily work. So when did that, did it shift from being enjoyable when it became financially a responsibility as opposed to just Michael's going out to the beach, going to take some photos or going to take pictures of this, this piece of property, you know, right? Because before you were getting paid to do it, you were just taking photos and posting them and, and taking videos and, and doing that thing anyway. Yeah. But, but when there were requirements put on you for requirements, maybe from yourself for a level of, of, uh, quality, when there were requirements from a, from a brand or, or, or someone for four pieces of micro content posted here at eight o'clock in the morning, when, when there were all of those things around that, that's when it, is that, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is that when it kind of got bothersome? Is that when it be, became less of a, of an enjoyment, picking up the camera, boom, going out okay. there and taking pictures? Yeah, absolutely. I, okay. I've, I've gone through this numerous times and I don't think I will ever really shake it off completely because, um, it's weird when you find something that pays you yeah. that you also, uh, love to do. And no matter what it is that you love to do you also will uh, experience burnout or you're just tired or you're just not feeling it. You know, we're people. We, we live and thrive off of variety, I think. Otherwise, life is just boring if it's the same thing over and over again, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, even when it comes to like my passion, when photography, for example, um, I used to pick up a camera and take photos and not even share a single thing. You know, even my family know this. They, yeah. They're like, oh, you take photos. How come you're not posting it anywhere? This was like back in the MySpace days. And I'm like, well, no That's one's really, really flashing look back. Look, you, you, you <laughs> brought me back to the, to the phone book days. Not now you're, you're, old, now it's MySpace. you're BBS and MySpace days. You serve and AOL. Well, why do I know all of these like literally like right off the top of the dome? I'm going to pretend that I don't know any of them. <laughs> I'm just coming straight off the dome with, with, with uh, what, what was the old uh, Netscapes? And, okay. I'm sorry. Oh my God, here yeah, I go. Netscape. Yeah. People are like, what is Netscape? What, what are you talking about? Or yeah. what else? <laughs> so many other things. We could talk about that too, but no. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's a, it's a constant struggle. I think yeah. it's a constant struggle. And, but as you know, as you, if you are aware of that issue, 
or at least I try to be aware as much as possible with yeah. the, these issues because um, sometimes you, you're when you're in the zone, you just have no control. You're like, okay, I need to take photos. It's, it's like almost like muscle memory. So a brand says, uh, actually, this happened like a few days ago. They were wondering if I wanted to take some photos and video for them. And they were going to pay me. And I said, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. Right? Why not? But then I had to sit down and really think about it. I'm like, okay, so how do I feel the next day if I know that I was, you know, going to wake up and the agenda for today would be simply to do that. And it just mm -hmm. didn't feel right. Like, it's almost like a gut feeling. Like, it's my, it's my way of my, it's my body's way of saying, hey, you're tired. You need to take a break a little bit. And, you know, it's okay. You have to have this um, abundance mindset that mm. you're, you're aware that these opportunities will come as you make yourself, yourself available, but you have to make yourself available in the best way. Now, available means I can, I can go about it in two ways. I can just be like, I'm accepting work no matter right, what. I'm right. sleeping, I'm tired, whatever. But I'm not churning out my best work and I'm not going to be proud of that. Or you can keep yourself or I can keep myself in that state of mind where I'm absolutely happy and inspired and excited. Now, I would rather have a few clients that get excited when I start to work or have a bunch of them yes, that just get, you know, mediocre stuff, right? Otherwise, they can just go with someone else. I love that. So I love that. It's, it's a level of um, kind of pacing yourself. Yeah, self-regulation, right? I mean, yeah. again, you, you, you can't be everywhere. You can't boil the ocean, right? And if you don't feel, again, I'm going to paraphrase it. If you don't feel comfortable with that end product, yeah, again, you, your in inbox is probably f full with, requests and inquiries and, and, and NDAs and, and, and all those things. But if it doesn't strike you a certain way and realize and understand that this is the marathon, it, you're not going to, you're not going to get the six, seven, eight, however many figures just by doing crap work. Yeah. <laughs> you would you said it. much rather be known for the Soledad effect. You would much rather be known for that look and feel of you. When you turned your camera on just now, you look that particular way every single time. And you want folks to say <laughs> this, this is Soledad every time he comes on, or this is the quality of the other, of the product that he puts out as opposed to just doing B minus C plus work eh, that you don't want to, that, that you don't feel the, the yeah. excitement and the passion about it. I, I love that. I love that. And, uh, Doug said something interesting as well. Uh, so never compare yourself to others. Just be and worry about being yourself. That's, that's a really good point right there. Yeah, I'm, very good point. I wanted to go back to this this uh, statement here from Joshua as well. He says, interesting what you say, Michael, about not being good enough, as I feel it correlates with your earlier statement of not wanting to get complacent. We don't want to view ourselves as the best, as it may birth the feeling of complacency and no ambition for further growth. Your, your thoughts on that, and thanks Joshua for that statement, but your, your thoughts on, on that right there. Yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of us, especially during the, uh, the younger years, we, we tend to think of time as infinite. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm young, I got lots, you know, lots more ahead of me. And it's like, 
it's fine. Yeah. And I think in my younger, younger years, I was so, let me put it this way. I was just lazy. Let me put it that way. Okay. I was just lazy. I was spoiled. I felt like, ah, just, all I got to do is just find a job. <laughs> That'll pay me okay enough so that and I can it probably wait is the last minute to did, did it well. Am I just, I'm pointing <laughs> one finger out at you and three back at me. I, you, you don't want to see the your stack of stuff, but uh, again, yeah, this is not about no, me. Uh, no, it's it's absolutely true though. Like I I I told the story about myself, my my upbringing, and I was a I was very my parents worked really really hard. Mm. So when I was young, I was very well provided. So very well provided it, to the point where I basically just chose whatever the easy route was. I wasn't thinking about growth. I wasn't thinking about you know, pushing myself. Most of like, I'd say half of my life was spent just finding a comfortable spot. Mm. And I remember when I was 16, I had a conversation with my older sister and she said, why are you so afraid of um, growth? And I'm like, well, what's wrong with being comfortable? I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand why really it wasn't good to be just comfortable. Yeah. And I think you that's know? a valid, that's a valid question. So yeah, I'm yeah. curious to know what, what your response was. So my response didn't, didn't come until later, like years later. Okay. And this response was internally digested. Basically when you start to realize that there, that there is something, when I started to realize that there was something a lot more to life than just myself, than my comfort level, than my my interests, mm, um, okay. I started to realize that I was wasting time. Like for example, James, you know, as soon as I, I got married, as soon as I met my, my wife, um, suddenly life was all about her and what I could provide for her, yeah. not just about what I was doing. So she had a really good job. I was, I had an entry level type of job and I'm like, I've been doing this for the last five years and no growth. So that kind of started that engine and, um, this was before having kids. There was a pivotal moment in my marriage that I will never forget. I've told this story numerous times with other people. Um, my wife works in the medical field. And so she was telling me a story about a couple of nurses talking to this older gentleman. And I think he was, um, he was probably in his seventies or something. And they were just like chit-chatting. Yeah, he was fine. They were doing a procedure on him and they were just asking him questions and uh, they said, so what did you do when you were younger? What, were, what was your hobby or your job? And the, the, this person started telling all these amazing stories. And when I say amazing stories, stories about traveling, about being in different careers, something that the average person who only goes through like one or two careers, hmm. career choices, um, will basically put them to shame. Like this guy did everything. And then he's like, you know, yeah, I led a very interesting life. And he genuinely, I guess from, from the story that she was telling me, he genuinely sounded like he was happy because he's, he managed to squeeze so much out of his, his time. Right. I mean, he was, I'm, I'm hoping he's still okay to the say, but that's been years ago. Um, but he's, uh, when she told me that story, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep that night and oh. it hit me, it hit me so like differently. I couldn't sleep because I started to think about myself and what I've been doing. And I said the next day, so my wife, I told her, um, if I'm 70 something years old and you find me in a gurney or in a hospital bed somewhere and someone asks, so Michael, what did you do when, you know, throughout your life? And the only thing I could say was, well, I was a graphic designer. 
I think I would, that would be the saddest moment of my entire life. Wow. And yeah. not to talk down on graphic designers because mm -hmm. I'm a graphic designer myself. I know the struggle and I know the highs and lows. And, you know, mind you, I've also experienced the, uh, the success of being a designer. However, knowing that I could be so much more, there are so many things that I would like to explore, to try out and to share. Knowing that I didn't do that, like I'm pretending that I'm my older self and that's the only story I could tell. I was a graphic designer, made me incredibly sad. And that from that moment on, I was so obsessed with finding something that I could latch onto and just kind of grow. And maybe a few months later, I was listening to a, <laughs> a radio uh, 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 show and they had a caller. I know that radios are not really popular nowadays, but <laughs> you, you but, just digging in the, I know, well, you know, the old school stuff, the, the time the story. Yeah. This, this, this is my environment. Yeah. It. This was my environment. And I was listening to a story, I mean, a, a radio show and they had a topic in hand and they, they asked a, um, people to call it and basically said, if you had one skill that you could teach your, 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 your son or your daughter that they can, you can pass along basically, what would that be? And I got borderline depressed because I couldn't think of anything. I didn't even have a kid then. I was just like, I don't know what to share. I'm not proud of what I do. I don't feel like I'm, I have enough value to share. So there's a lot of like that self-defeating talk in my head, but it was really like, to me, there was nothing that I could share. So that became like the beginning of my, this obsession for me to grow, to find mm. something, to relate with people, to just share something that would hopefully um, make other people feel somehow uplifted, I guess. And that's the basis of basically my, I, I think my character, um, what you see on my social media, um, in the beginning of my Instagram journey, I, I would, it was always, usually every Friday, I would share like a little bit of story about this and that, trying to tie it, you know, back to like my life experience. But going back to the question earlier, I know um, that that whole, I guess, trying to be better. And at the same time, knowing that you're, I think the question was like, knowing that if you're good enough, is that correct? correct. I, I lost myself. Yeah, because... <laughs> I've been talking too much. No, it's 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 um it's a journey. It's yeah. it's still a um constant journey. And I think as long as you have enough self awareness of where you are, um, where you've been, um, there's you can't avoid it. You're just going to keep growing. So as long as you're just aware of that, and that that that's good. And yeah. a lot of this also really has to do with reminding yourself that you have value. Whoever you are, you have value. You have value to your neighbors alone. Like go outside, go, go to your grocery store and, and help someone. That alone is value. And we need more people like that. Understood. So, you, yeah. Man, you, you've got me thinking here because again, what you're talking about is, I'm not going to say it's common sense, but I, I am going to say it's, it's very, very conscious thought, right? Because I, it, would be, it would behoove the world if more and more folks, more and more of us thought about doing the good thing and taking care of ourselves, taking care of our society, taking care of our family, all, all the things kind of that, that you were just, just talking about right now at such a, I'm gonna call you, you know, tender age, right? It, it would be good to, to have that realization ahead of time, as opposed to be, instead of always worrying about the short-term gains, the, uh, the tactical stuff instead of the strategic stuff. 
So I, I just wanted to give you th those flowers on that right now. And just to be saying, you know, uh, that it's really compelling and, and really um, comforting, to be honest with you, to, to hear someone with that perspective in, in mind that you, you see that now and you've got so many more uh, people to touch either with your content, with your message, with your designs, with your, all, all the things. And, and, and you've had that realization. So continue to share that within your sphere of influence, man. Just wanted to definitely say that right there. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. Kevin Cox is in the bill and he's, uh, he was referring to something you said earlier. He says, I would rather have a few clients that get excited about my work. So yeah, that was, that was a good thing. And he's definitely calling this a uh, provoking conversation. Yes, man. This is, this is good. Look, Michael Soledad is in the building, man. I told you, you better, <laughs> you better, you better check him out. You better, better Google this guy here. Um, let me, let me ask you about, and, and it's kind of the same type of type of thing, right? Um, my mom just put it, put it in there about staying focused. Yeah. Cause it's, it's kind of about, about that right there. You've talked about having your phone, on, and I'm going to use your words, a perpetual do not disturb mode. Correct. See, I, you know, now, now you know I listen, right? Now, see, I, I can't just be picking <laughs> stuff out of the sky. I, 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 I am you, eh, kind of. Um, talk to me and talk to us about what that little yet significant action does for your mental health journey. Right. Be, being able to yeah. remove that, that, that dopamine mm -hmm. hit, what, what does that do for you? Oh, it just makes everything much better. And I'm, you know, it's a, it sounds so silly, but to say that it's silly in today's world, that in itself is silly because remember, we grew up in a world that didn't have this and everything was fine. Suddenly with all the notifications and all the calls and all the text messages, we get worried if we miss one. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start speaking about myself again. I don't want to say we, but myself, right? I'm going to use myself as the example because you know, I just want to tell the truth. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's all good. Yeah. My, so just having a regular phone in itself is so disruptive mm -hmm. to your day. Very disruptive um, to the point where we can't even sit in a traffic light mm -hmm. without having to look at our phones. Like I guarantee you the next time you're at a light, you look around you, everyone's on their phone. It's true. So there's, there's that, that decision for people to not be in the moment anymore. They just don't want to be in the moment anymore. Yeah. And I found myself in that situation where every text message, every email, every, every single thing I feel like I need to respond to, I need to check. Because I feel like I'm missing out again. That yeah, that dopamine hit. It's it feels like it's instant gratification. And I've complained about this about my kids, right? Yeah. These kids don't even want to wait for commercials to end anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing the same thing. You're, you're doing right? the it's, same it's, thing, right? You're fast forwarding through the 30 seconds. Yeah. Come on now. Okay. I'm skipping the the yeah. intro for the Netflix show. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's like that's the instant gratification that you know. And we as like, for example, myself as a creative, as an artist, I complain about. People not appreciating some of the work that other people's do, for example, mm -hmm. oh, this was too slow. I'm like, no, it's designed to be a slow burn. It's designed to be like this because there's, there's something to appreciate about it. Um, but people don't understand that anymore. And I found myself to be in that situation as well. But the problem is I also started to feel guilt. Like I would get mm -hmm. text messages and I would not respond to them because I'm too busy, but I would constantly keep getting them. 
And I'm like, Ugh, this is this is so stressful because even though I'm kind of focused, I'm semi-focused on the work, in the back of my head, it's always going to be like, you have to respond to these people, right? And so the hardest was turning on that do not disturb feature, the focus feature on my, on my yeah. phone. Because it's like, I feel like I'm shutting myself from the world. And actually, I am. And that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing because I would like people to also not be bothered when I text them yep. unless it's an emergency. So I have a few people who, who can go through if it's an emergency, like my wife, for example, my brother, they can text me or call me, um, but everything else can wait. And I'm not being rude to them. I've actually so said to my family and friends like, hey, if um, you text me and I don't respond, not because I'm ignoring you, but because I have it on do not disturb and I have to go through them like yeah. at a later time of the day, right? When I'm ready for it. And they all are fine with it. And I've actually noticed some of my friends started to do the same thing. It's very, um, it's very freeing. Suddenly, <laughs> it's like, it's like waking up from a dream. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's nice to be here. <laughs> It's nice to not look at the screen. It's nice to not feel guilty. It's nice not to, to not tethered. to feel FOMO. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's nice to just experience and be. It's almost like sometimes when I would go on, like the out, I would go outside, for example, I would go on drives. I used to bring my camera with the intent of capturing images so I can share it on social. So now, every now, every so often, when I, when I do that, I would bring my camera, but I would leave it in the car. And I'm just like, I'm just right there to enjoy it because there, no, no matter what, no matter what I do, no matter how good the photo is anyway, you're not going to, the people who are viewing it are not going to experience it the way I'm experiencing it. And I'm there to experience it myself so that I can feel enriched and mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe recharged. Right. So if I had, you know, the responsibility of, you know, taking photos or responding to people or showing showing people where I am, then I'm taking away from myself. And I don't think that's fair because how can we, wow. you know, how can we say that we, we, you know, we, we love other people or our followers, our audience, our friends, our peers. We don't love ourselves enough to be aware of the fact that you are taking away from yourself when you, you remove yourself from that experience, right? When you're, you're supposed to enjoy it and that out of that enjoyment, you extract that experience and you share it to them, right? But there's no enjoyment when you're divided, your attention's divided from notifications, distractions, and just all that stuff. Yeah. And so that's a long way to answer why. No, I, I love that because <laughs> I, I do the same thing, right? So I have my focus set for um, 9.30 at night. The, the phone shuts, mm -hmm. it shuts down into that mode. And again, only uh, my wife, my kids, my parents can, can, can reach me unless it's an emergency. When I'm streaming right now, I got to set on focus mode as well. But I, I just envisioned that I could go to a concert with you and we would actually watch the concert. Yes. Instead of having to snap a photo or snap a <laughs> snap, you know, what, what, whatever the kids are doing, right? And the snap yeah. and snaps and TikToking and those things. We would actually enjoy the, the, the show. Yes. Post to making sure that we capture the, all right, we, we're going to a concert, man. I'm, I'm going to be down in the <laughs> Here, I don't know. Here's actually a good example. Here's a good example, James. Yeah. So uh, 4th of July, right? 4th of July. I, I make fun of my wife for doing this. And she's like, oh, look at the fireworks. And she, she's taking photos of it. Yeah. Everyone's taking photos of it. And you and I can agree yeah. 
that no matter how many photos of fireworks we take, we will never look at them. <laughs> Matt, don't get yourself in trouble now. If your wife, if she's listening, this, I, don't no, she's, like, she's, okay. she's laughed about this so many okay. times, but okay. you will never look at your photos of fireworks. Yeah. Why? Because it's not the same experience. It doesn't bring the same experience as Man. when you were there. So what makes you think that other people will look at it and say, amazing. No, it's not going to be amazing. So instead of taking yourself away from that experience, just be in that moment and enjoy it. And it's completely, I, Michael Soledad is going to tell you that it's 100% okay to be selfish at that moment. You get to experience that moment for you and you deserve it. So that's, uh, that's one of the ways I, or one of the reasons I, I try not to, um, to be on my phone too much. I'm not perfect, but yeah. You know, you, we, we get, what is it? 1% better every time. And, and we just try to keep doing the right thing with that. Right. So you guys didn't think we were going to get into, you know, psychology. Uh, <laughs> we, we, you didn't think we were going to get, get you in your mind, but anyone who's been around these, these streets know that I, I like to kind of extract that kind of thing. And I love that uh, Mrs. Soledad is, is a willing, willing uh, participant. Uh, Kevin Cox asked an interesting question. Do you think that it was imposter syndrome? as well, or were you actually not happy with where you were in life at that particular point, right? I mean, as you continue to evolve, as you continue to, to graduate, as, as you continue to have different experiences, were you, I'm not gonna answer for you, but again, that, that's a great question, I think, that, that Kevin asked about, um, about your, your previous, I'm gonna call it your previous self, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, imposter syndrome is a thing that comes up regularly, especially in the lives of creators. Uh, or creatives, uh, actually, you know, it, everyone, because you can be a, you can be in any role and you will feel imposter syndrome. And again, that goes back to like self-doubt, like, am I good enough? Yes, you are good, good enough. Like, remember when, when people are looking for, for like, for example, they're building their team, right? They're building their team. They're not expecting experts right away. They just want someone who is, who is able to, to be, um, who allows leaders, current leaders to be, uh, they, they want these people to be coachable. They want these people to be, um, I guess, to be able to absorb lessons and then take that and become better people. So just remember that in any job, any job, that's what, you know, that's what you need to be. That's all. And I feel like I've just defined imposter syndrome in a very different way. So maybe it was imposter syndrome, syndrome that made me feel that way. It could be. But I've started to accept that imposter syndrome, what it is really, is I illustrated it this way in a, in a very weird Michael way. I've said that, um, pretend that you are a group of people and you are walking through the forest and you are leading uh, said group of people, right? But through this forest, you can't really see anything because it's so dense, it's dark. But you know beyond the forest is your destination. So... You forge forward and the people behind you, just because you have the, the courage to venture forth, the courage to actually seek out whatever it is that you're looking for, doesn't necessarily make you an expert. You're just brave enough and you're willing to learn and grow mm -hmm. to get to your destination. But because you don't know what to expect in the forest, just like everyone else, you can't see it. You start to wonder, am I better than these people? How do I know? They don't know. I don't know what's in there. And that's when imposter syndrome creeps in, at least in my life. It's, it's okay. like, 
where are you going? Do you really know what you're going? Where you're going? Because all these people are asking, hey, Michael, do you know where you're going? Do you know what's going to happen? And you're like, I don't really know. And, you know, then you start to wonder, like, what if they start asking me? Uh, well, why are we following you? You know what? That's to me, that's really imposter syndrome just because you don't know what's in front of you, but you know where the destination is. The problem is with people, when you start to feel imposter syndrome because you don't know what's beyond the forest, you stop. And guess what? You're all just outside the, the, the line of the, that forest. You're just out there. You're all waiting, waiting for what? You don't really know. So to me, imposter syndrome really just means is that I'm basically in the front line and I'm looking at the unknown. And we all feel that way. We all feel that way. So the question is, now the question is, do you want to proceed or do yeah. you want to stay? How here? comfortable are you being at that, at that yeah. uh, unknown position? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You're in the front. So every yeah. time I feel imposter syndrome, I convince myself that, hey, you don't have to know everything. You just have to remember that you're in the front line right now. And that's good. That's good that you're feeling imposter syndrome because you're about to discover something new. So when you get through that forest, imposter syndrome's gone. Because you're like, oh, I got, I got through it. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. And then later on in your life, you will face new forests or, you know, whatever it is that's in front of you that you can't really see. But guess what? Life is all about that. That's true. Like, we don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> right? We don't know what's going to happen. No. So instead of accepting imposter syndrome as um, an excuse, because I've done that. Instead of using that as an excuse as to why you're not progressing, use that as your marker at almost like a milestone. Like, hey, this is like if you were in, in a game, this is your save point, right? Mm. This is where you save your game and you venture forth. Go forward. Don't worry. You'll be fine. And you will slowly realize that imposter syndrome really has no power over you unless you let it over, overcome you in, in, in wow. that way. That's uh, that, that last statement, well, the whole thing, but that last statement right there really helped broaden the conversation from not just a professional perspective, right? So again, we're either talking about solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, content creators, whatever the case may be, but that really also from a, from a personal perspective of kind of like you, like you were saying, go forth with life and be curious and actually don't be afraid of what that next thing is, even though you can't see it, right? Yeah. Don't, don't necessarily go down the path of where everyone else is because that may not be your why that may not be your path that should be traveled right find find the find the solo dad path mm -hmm. take take I, the steps gingerly right uh but yeah. but still uh don't don't be has go has, hesitate but don't don't be afraid and don't be don't be afraid don't right. be afraid oh. i learned these lessons believe it or not i learned these lessons from my kids because i looked at the world through their eyes. Yeah. Why do they ask questions? Why are they not ashamed to say, I don't know. Daddy, I don't know. Yeah. What can I do? Where do I go? What's beyond this? And no matter what I say, they'll still go, right? There's something about that that's, that you have to admire. Like that, that fearlessness, that, that willingness to feel uncomfortable, to, 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 um, to feed that curiosity. And imagine if you carried that. No one told us that that has to stop, but somehow, Along the way, as we grew up, suddenly we don't do that anymore. Why not? We got Why boring. Aren't we yeah, we got boring as we got older. You get boring. Older than, you know? <laughs> exactly. Man. So my kids have taught me a lot of less, like good lessons, life lessons, to be honest. So I'm just mirroring that as best as I can. 
How how was that journey? How how was that journey of of parenthood? Right? We had this conversation the last time we spoke. And it was, uh, I said so you, I, you knew I was going to come to it, right? So I, 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 I'm not going to let you go without at least as talking to you oh, about that piece. Yes, sir. I I actually really appreciate you asking that. And to be honest with you, I've said this before. This is one topic I try to avoid because I will not shut up about it. I will not shut up about my kids, about being a father. This is also, I'm going to tie this all in. So um, being a dad is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I know a lot of parents say that, but genuinely, genuinely, it's the best thing. So my daughter just turned six. I constantly refer to her birthday as the best six years of my life because (laughs) Way before that, way before having my daughter, life was good. But after having her, life is amazing. So that goes for my daughter and my my son. And they've just opened up my eyes to so many things. There, Yes, there are struggles, just like with everything. Like, I, I can't name a single person out there who does not have a struggle. Yeah. So parenthood is just another one of those. And, but the reward is so yep. crazy good. Yep that it's my favorite thing. And being a dad was not, I would, did not expect it. You can look, I, I, if, if I showed you my Facebook um, timeline, yeah. you know how sometimes it spits out like memories. I would have pictures of people making fun of me when I was younger because they would have me hold someone else's baby. And I was so uncomfortable. I was in my 20s already, like late 20s. They're like, look at Michael. He's so uncomfortable. He doesn't want to have a baby, you know? And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I was deathly afraid having a kid. And being a dad didn't, you know, changed everything. It's just like, it, it almost like it unlocked something new for me. And however passionate and excited I was with life before, it's like immensely more as a parent. Because now it's like I get to share my experiences with, with these amazing little, little people mm-hmm. that uh, some, a, good, too. Yeah, a good friend of mine put it the best, I think. Um, as an artist, she said, my best, my favorite is when I paint, when I draw, when I create something. But, you know, nothing compares to when I mold my child to be mm. the best person that I, you know, I can make them to be. That's like, that's my, she's like, that's my favorite artwork. And it's like, it's, it's, it's mine. It, I, I have responsibility over it. I can, I can mold them into amazing people. And there's just that sense of pride that cannot be translated in any other form of work. And I'm like, that's, uh, that's really good. And this was before I had kids and I was listening to her and it, I'm like, I get it. I completely understand it. But yeah, I mean, the, the other good part about it, um, it could be a good or a bad thing, but there are a lot of like, um, it, it, being a dad basically, or being a parent in general, it keeps you on your toes. Just as yeah. oh, this, yeah. today is and the perfect example. The, the, well, yeah, again, so, that, that's why I'm, I'm going to let you go catch your breath here in a little bit, because again, that's why we started a couple of minutes late. But let me tell you something. We, we resonate in, in that because before my kids, I had never, and both of my parents are, are online, I believe right now, listening and watching. I never held any kid uh, out before ha- having mine. But when you got your own, you, you just, it's, it's the best, toughest job out there that you will ever love that you, I mean, Anything else, nothing else compares to it. it. It really, nothing else compares to it. My, my, so mine are 20 and 17 years old. Believe everything that the old folks tell you, brother. 
that it goes in the blink of an eye. Listen, you are the videographer, you are the photographer, take those photos because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cry every other night when my, my daughter's down at UCLA right now. And you know, it, that's the, t I'm about to start uh, getting emotional about it right now, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it, it's just a, uh, the hardest thing when, um, you raise someone up on the straight and narrow, you, you, you want them to experience life. You, you see them, you see them fall. You, you help them get back up and then they get back up and they go straight again. Right. Cause, cause then you know that you've actually done the good work. You've actually done the parenting job and just to see the evolution, just to see the growth, to see them turn into themselves. Your, your kids are, you know, going through elementary now when they start going through junior high. Oh my goodness. Wait, wait till you got to pay for, uh, um, uh, everything. Goodness. You got, you're six years old. You, you, you got a long yeah. ways to go, man. So yes, I, I remember we had this conversation and I said, I am going to listen to every bit of advice that you can give me because just the thought of my kids being in their teens terrify me, terrify me in a good way. But yeah. it's like, I, right now I have problems saying goodbye to them when I drop them off at school. Nothing <laughs> wrong like, with that at all, brother. It's, 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 enjoy it's, it. uh, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's the best, scariest feeling. And here's another thing that I've always, um, told myself, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time we spoke, but someone asked me before how, how I get through all these mean comments on my social media channels. Like, why are they so mean to you? And how do you, how do you not go crazy? Cause yeah. there's like a lot of people that I follow also don't like it. They, they block them, they, whatever. And I just accepted one thing and that, that is the only people that whose opinion really matters to me are of my family. So as long as my kids don't say, daddy, why are you being yeah. mean? Or why are you doing this? Why are you saying that? Or they can, they can, you know, anyone can say anything about me, but yeah. as long as my kids say, you know, my daddy loves me, my daddy's a good person and I'm good. That's, uh, all, that's all that matters. That's all that matters, right? When you all walk in and you, and you got the Superman cape on and, yeah. you know, dad's bringing ice cream or, or, or whatever, and then <laughs> nothing else on the planet is wrong at all. There you I, go. I, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Michael, I'm going to be cognizant of your time, man, because again, I, I know, like I say, you just, <laughs> you literally just walked in the door uh, as, and, and you were, you were sweating bullets because, uh, you know, life. Hey, James, <laughs> if you want me extra for the day, I am more than willing because I apologize. You, you, owe, you owe me snacks. I, I, I owe I, you I'm, snacks. I'm going to say it again. You, you just owe me some kind of snacks. But what I do want to know um, is what's next, right? So we, we are, we as, as, a society are trying to come out of this lockdown. We're, we're, we're trying to get better, get back to some sort of normalcy, uh, travel engagement th and, th and things of that nature. What, what, what's next from a professional perspective for you, uh, in terms of, are you still going to be kind of focused on the, that work from home dynamic and setting up, you know, quality, uh, high, high end environments like that? Or are you going to get back out there in, in the field and start doing more, more external uh, engagement and things like that? Just to be curious from that perspective. I love that question because it's a, it's a question that I will never be able to answer hmm. definitely only because I know myself. What's next is every time I, I, I get that a question like, okay, what's next for you? Yeah. Really, for me, the next thing is just growth. Like that's always what I'm thinking about. I'm moving away from just sharing. If you visit my Instagram feed, 
you might notice that I'm not even sharing that much anymore. And that's for good reason. I'm actually working in the background with a lot of content with different brands. And this is exciting for me because it's like, I've finally unshackled myself hmm. from, uh, from the curse of constantly needing to, to share, to prove my worth that, hey, I'm doing this, I'm, I have this. You know, I realized too that the more I just do that, um, some people feel like they need to have the perfect whatever it is. So I told, I've told the, uh, this story to my, or this, I've shared this with my friends, basically. I said that I want people to look at my page and know where I came from. Mm. I want them to look at my page and see it as um, an inspiration or make it like uh, their own aspiration. Because that's basically who I am. I, I want people to know that I come from humble beginnings in terms of like everything, right? And I've managed to just dream bigger and aspire to, to better things. And that's brilliant. We need to be like that. We all need to be, to aspire for, you know, towards something better. You know, whether it's your, your personal life, your, your, your channel, whatever it is, you need to, to try to reach for something that's better. Because that's the only way that I can really say that I've given my best to my family and to my kids. So what's next is basically I'm going to try to grow my, my, my brand. And when I say my brand, I hate using that word because it seems like it sounds like a buzzword nowadays. But really, I want people to say, oh, Michael liked that or likes that or Michael did this or he's working with them. So I'm trying to navigate this, this new phase in my career uh, in the best way that I can so that I can still remain authentic and genuine and still relatable because I'm still the same guy. Like whenever I, um, I come across like friends and they say, oh, look at you, Mr. Mr. Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? It's still me. It's still me. And I think there's, there's, um, that's something that I'm very proud of because you can, anyone can, can talk to me and be like, hey, Michael, you know, this and that. And I'm still going to be the same me whoever you are, you know, I'm, trust you're me, I'm not, I'm not, you're a good dude. I don't you're want to good. say that, but it's, <laughs> I, I'll say it, right? No, no, I'm not being humble on here, brother. You're, you're a good dude. Um, I'm a regular guy. That's what I want to say. But, but, I, I want you, people to know. You, you are a regular guy who has a nice um, presence online. You, I don't like, we talked about this. I, I don't like the word influencer. Right. I, I yeah. hate that word. I, I, I'm more, I, I like the word advocate. Right. And, and I, and I consider you also an advocate for, for quality and an advocate for, for, um, decency, th things of that. Right. So I appreciate uh, that so much. That's yeah. probably the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Really. I I'll, like give, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one of the shirts when I, when I launch it uh, <laughs> in, in a couple breaking news, breaking <laughs> coming soon. Um, but, but again, th those things are forward mind for, for you in terms of the things that you're, you're putting out and the quality of the content and any information that you're putting out. I've latched on to your sites. I've latched on to the, the uh, deliverables that you, you've put out there. And I think other folks will as well. They will resonate with just, again, the fact that you won't put anything mediocre out that you actually, I'm looking, I keep looking at this desk and I, and I, and I want that chair. I, I, I want the, I've got my own logo, but man, if I can get that, chair, okay, never mind. 
Um, I'm sorry, James. Yeah, yeah we're, my my wife just pulled up. I heard her pulled up, so I don't I don't want her to know I might be spending some money here. She's like, like she's like, keep that wallet in your pocket. Man, I might I might be going through the Soledad uh, uh, <laughs> re, re no experience, but no, man, th this is this has been phenomenal. I, I've been I've been waiting for this conversation for a while. Uh, ever since, be honest with you, ever since, ever since I, I, I came across you on Jared's podcast. Jared's is awesome, by the way. Yeah, he, definitely. Right. And that day I, I, I reached out to him and said, Hey man, what's, what's, what's up with this solo deck? How, how can I uh, connect with and, and literally, I think that night I, I reached out to you. So again, you've got that air about you that that's really, um, inviting. You're you're, gen, you're genuine, and I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the kids and the wife did it, right? <laughs> you, I'm 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 sure you're 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 a stellar person ahead of time, but yeah, you know the, the kids and the wife really brought out, uh, accentuated it, and made you just. They, they uh, eat, I am eat the better. sum of my wonderful people that have been in my life. There it is. Honest to good to goodness, that is the truth. I will not be who I am today without the wonderful people. And when I say wonderful people, that's through the good and the bad, right? Like we all have all these ups and downs. You will have bad people, but in a weird way, even those bad experiences from these individuals have made me um, who I am today. And that's why they are still wonderful because I, I do appreciate that. This guy right here. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Solo, that I'm going to put all the links that I've got in the description so folks can follow us. I got the YouTube, I got the website, I got the, the Instagram. You're active on Twitter too. I'm pretty active on Twitter too. Uh, we, we should probably have another conversation because my Twitter community is incredibly active and incredibly um, convincing <laughs> in terms oh, of I... some of the things that, that I talk about on, on the channel. Because look, the channel's not mine. The channel is the communities. So I, I'm just a servant here, turning on the lights, pressing record and, and having the conversation. So, um, but I, I may want to talk to you and, and dive into again, how you engage with your communities, communities, plural, and, and how you um, satisfy those communities, right? Well, again, I, when, I would, when, yeah, I would love to, I would love to. And I would also love to learn from you. I'm fairly new on Twitter. And Twitter's a, a scary thing because it's, it's like it's a beast, right? You know, it's and, a beast. And, yeah. And now <laughs> you know the 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 guy who, who I bought a couple of cars from now now he owns it. So who who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? It, it's the wild west right now. But uh, we'll <laughs> we'll see. Michael, go go out there, enjoy your kids, uh, make yourself another another cup of tea. Um, hang in there, keep doing what it is that you do, man. Because we're watching, we are um, impressed. We we, we enjoy the evolution and the, for the transparency, you know, the conversation that we had tonight, the transparency, I, I definitely wanted to also put this out there. Thank you for opening up to kind of some of those conversations about struggles of going through less than bright times and then coming out ahead and, and knowing how to take care of yourself. Because a lot of times men don't do that. And I'm, I'm really a stickler for men. See, gosh, man, we could be, we could keep going. Um, That's what we were. We needed to talk. <laughs> we, could, we could just keep going for another hour here. Um, that's where I want to take it next, right? Again, just yes. just the, the the conscious conversation of men really taking care of themselves from a mental, spiritual, financial, all all of those perspectives, mm -hmm. right? And very important, yeah. very important. Yes. 
Cool. And James, you know, I know you've said so many wonderful things, but I'm going to turn this around. Uh oh. And I will say thank you for having this platform because without this, then people like me can't tell their stories or their experiences. So I have you to thank for inviting me over and giving me the floor, even though I was late. So actually share this. And so none of this is going to happen without you. So thank you, James. Thank you for, for inviting me and for having this wonderful platform and for your audience. Really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. You're a good man. Folks, if you found any value out of this, uh, share it with someone. If uh, you didn't and you've got some, some constructive feedback or criticism, let me know. Right. Every, let me know every day. Too. Yeah, let, let, let Michael know too, right? We'll, we'll blame him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, each time we're trying to get 1% better. But uh, outside of that, take care of yourself and everyone be well.